This episode is sponsored by Anchor, the official host of Wellness and Wanderlust. Anchor is the easiest way to create your dream podcast. With Anchor, you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other popular podcast apps. You can even make money from your podcast using Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop with everything you need to make a podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. Whether you are a longtime listener or tuning in for the very first time, I'm so happy to have you joining me, and I hope you'll stick around. This podcast is all about demystifying the confusing world of wellness and finding ways to create our best lives through small shifts that we can make. Our guest for this week is Princess McKinney, a female entrepreneur, author, doula, and founder of Bellybind, a lifestyle company for women transitioning into motherhood. In our conversation, we talk about the sacred act of belly binding during the postpartum experience to help mothers heal both physically and spiritually. Princess shares tips for navigating the fourth trimester time after birth, self-care strategies for birthing families, how doulas can guide families into parenthood, sacred womb meditations, and so much more. If you've ever given birth or are thinking about doing so in the future, this episode is truly the one for you. So enough for me. Let's hear from Princess McKinney. Hi, Princess. Thank you so much for joining us at Wellness and Wanderlust. Hi, Valerie. Thank you for having me. Well, it is such a joy to have you on the show. I'm so excited to talk about your work. Why don't you start out by telling our listeners a little bit about you? Yeah, so I am a birth postpartum doula and I have been for over a decade. I like to say more than like my profession, I'm just a healer and a connector of people and a nurturer at heart. So I am also a mom of two. I have a six-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy, just turned four, and have a wonderfully supportive husband that really encourages all of my entrepreneurial dreams. And speaking of that, I'm also a early parenting and newborn care educator and the owner of Bellybind, which is a postpartum recovery service for new moms, elevating how you experience postpartum. Well, I just have to say that's so incredible. And the, the healer and connector of people is certainly, I think, helpful in being a doula and in being an entrepreneur in that way. So I'm so excited to dive into all of that. Yes. Um, tell me first, you know, what, what was your journey to becoming a doula? And what exactly, you know, we hear about doulas, but what exactly does a doula do? Yeah, so my journey into becoming a doula started many years before I actually took my first training to be one. And I often say that because I was a hairstylist with ambitions to work on movie sets and be in like the whole industry. So I did a lot of editorial shoots and things like that. And one of my opportunities led me to working with Ricky Lake, who I grew up watching as a kid and her show. And it was just a wonderful opportunity. But connecting with her was right around the time when she was launching that 
documentary, if you haven't heard of it, definitely take a look. But it's called The Business of Being Born. So we connected. She shared a copy with me. And I took it home and and I just really resonated with everything that was highlighted in that documentary. It wasn't until, gosh, maybe five years later after that interaction that I found my way into this doula profession. But that definitely paved the way for it. Uh, And then once I did my first training, I just fell in love with the opportunity to work so closely with birthing families and support them in a way that really created a safe space for them to bring life into the world. So that's what birth doulas do and postpartum doulas. Their role is a little more in the spectrum of providing you resources to really equipped you to care for your newborn, to navigate that huge transition into parenthood, and provide support to the parental dynamic, right? Whether it's how to keep a healthy relationship with your partner while also tending to your own needs and also caring for baby. So, In a nutshell, doulas are really like a mecca of information in regards to birth and parenting. And we're also a life coach, but more specifically for birth and postpartum, right? Mm -hmm. I think that is so cool. And what a lovely experience to be able to help. And I think especially on the postpartum side too, because when we think about childbirth and we think about pregnancy, I think a lot of times it kind of ends there, you know, you got a baby and you're good to go. And there's so much more to it. So what an incredible service that you're providing for that. I'd love to know what that postpartum experience looks like. And you, you have a company called Bellybind. What exactly inspired that? Yeah. So with postpartum, when I started out about a decade ago doing this work, it was all the rage to be a birth doula, but postpartum doulas were kind of like, eh. If you want to, you can do it. Uh, There's like three other postpartum doulas in my training at the time. Now, there's like 40 doulas in a postpartum training at any period of time. So there was definitely this void that I saw when it came to supporting my birth clients and seeing them through that childbirth or their pregnancy and childbirth. And then... It was really rewarding to be able to kind of walk through that motherhood transition with them and hold their hand through the postpartum phase. But what I noticed is just the lack of support for the physical recovery. There's often a lot of talk about postpartum mood disorders and how to avoid it and the caretaking there. But the physical side was kind of ignored, not as important. And uh, and what I think is they're both equally important and necessary. So that's kind of how Bellybind evolved through other trainings that I started to seek out to find ways to more deeply nourish the newly birthed 
mother and her healing body. And so belly binding is a traditional practice in many cultures, and it is used to support the abdominal space, the hips and the ribs in closing after birth. The practice style that I incorporate in my company Bellybind is an Indonesian-Malaysian technique called Bengkung belly binding. And I just fell in love with the beauty of the look. And I would say it's like postpartum lingerie. It's something to really adorn your belly space with something beautiful after you give birth. And when your body feels so foreign and you look at it as maybe not as beautiful. So that's how it evolved. And I really just created a signature experience to come alongside the traditional Bangkok belly biting and elevate the healing for the mom. I think that is such a cool practice. And I think something you're so right that is so ignored because while childbirth is beautiful, it is a trauma to the body. And there is so much that the mother experiences that I think that we don't always talk about. I mean, they might feel that pressure in general to maybe lose weight or something like that after childbirth, but not really just the physical, you know, how they're feeling and um, how you're feeling in your own body. And you're so right when it feels so foreign to you. So to do something, you know, use something that is so beautiful too. I think everything can be very, and not sterile exactly, but you know. But you're right. Yeah. It's a natural trauma, right? Birth is a natural trauma. And then you have the other side of it where if you end up in a surgical delivery, it can be even deeper than a natural trauma because your body's having to go under major surgery. So that was also my experience as uh, someone who was in the birth world and a doula. And I was doing this work before I became a mom. And then when I became pregnant and was beginning to start my family, I had to end up in a surgical delivery, which I never thought would be my journey with my profession being someone who helps women just birth and trust their bodies. And that's what I ended up experiencing. And the belly binding helped so much. I was so grateful I had that skill because I was wrapping my body in the hospital and I was so sore. I was so swollen. I would tell my husband like, oh my gosh, it feels like I still have a baby inside because your Mm -hmm. organs are so disheveled. Your digestive system is so disrupted that all of this air is moving through the abdominal space. And it was just so bizarre feeling. Mm -hmm. I hate Now, this is not every post-surgical birth person's experience, but definitely can be, uh, and it was mine. And so I wrapped myself, and instantly I felt better. And I was just like, oh, this needs to be available to every birthing person, whether you have a vaginal delivery, but especially for my surgical birth moms, I feel for them even more and, and know how supportive this custom wrap can be. That's amazing. Can you, can you talk to me a little bit about what those benefits exactly are when it comes to belly binding? Yeah, there's so many benefits with belly binding. Now, there's not a ton of research or studies. Like My business has been conducting a lot of that research over the last 10 years and just what we know traditionally from all the cultures who've practiced this for centuries upon centuries, right? And we look at uh, Indonesian culture who this is a staple for them in their postpartum recovery for a new mom. The benefits are you're getting that 
instant hip core support because it's covering from your hips up to your rib cage just un- comes just underneath your bust line you're getting posture support you're also providing a gentle compression so not anything that's pinching or cinching you and making you kind of muffin top from the top and bottom because it is custom fitted to fall along your curve so beautifully it is a gentle compression that supports the returning of your digestive organs to their pre-pregnancy place it helps with promoting that uterine involution that definitely would happen without binding but it comes alongside your body. The belly binding comes alongside your body and just helps optimize what it would naturally do. So it's going to help dispel retained water, trapped air, that flatulence. And there is evidence that proves that belly binding post-surgery actually enhances your recovery after surgery. Now, this was a study done with a generic medical compression garment that they hand to you at the hospital, but it will only maximize the healing and the support by having customized support, right, to your body. Um, So, yeah, the benefits are just so many. I probably could continue talking about it for another 20 minutes. I think that's so incredible, though, because again, I think that we often neglect this when it comes to, you know, postpartum where many moms and and families are focused primarily on the baby and parents can often take a back seat in that in that respect. And so to have something that helps kind of support that recovery is so powerful. Yeah. It really is. And I'm so passionate about this work. It's so rewarding for me, the practitioner, my team. Uh, We have team meetings every every week and we actually have one coming up after this. But we always talk about, wow, it's like after a session, how wonderful it feels to leave a mom feeling so nurtured and so supported. And then for the birthing person, it is so healing and restorative on a physical level, but also spiritually. Can you talk a little bit about those spiritual benefits? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, And this is something that I highlight a lot in my book, which, you know, you can always share um, in the show notes because a lot of times clients reach out to my company, Bellybind, under the perception of, oh, I just want to get my body back, right? And so we're like, fine, yes, we will absolutely help support your body after birth in in getting back to a place where you feel like in control of it again, right? But with our signature belly buying experience, we are incorporating the five universal postpartum needs that we know is essential for supporting your overall well-being after birth. So we're incorporating elements that promote rest. We do body work and things like that. We're also including loving touch, which nourishes that parasympathetic nervous system, which is so intricately connected to your energetic body, right? And Mm -hmm. so Loving touch is also soothing you into this relaxed state to connect deeper with your body. And so we are wanting to make sure we're promoting that deeper connection and attunement. And that's how we start to transition into the spiritual healing and mindfulness. So we do mindfulness breathing techniques and affirmations and meditations, but specifically with the belly binding, 
the way the twist knots are positioned on the body, they're actually aligned to what traditional Chinese medicine speaks to the meridian lines, the energetic body points, pressure points, to keep the flow of qi energy moving and not stagnant. So in traditional Chinese medicine, it talks a lot about how in pregnancy you move from a hot state to a cold state and how important it is to revitalize that chi energy. And so with belly binding, it is creating a container of warmth and support to bring back that energy field and revitalization to the womb space. I love that. I I love that focus on the spiritual and just getting connected back to your body because I think that's something that a lot of people feel disconnected after birth and especially now with this new being in the world that um, that maybe your body is for in a lot of ways at that time. So I think that these are such great practices. And I know on your website, and I've seen it you know, before, I've, I've heard you talk about this time as kind of the fourth trimester. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know just some ways in general. We have a lot of women that listen to the show. This is 85% female audience, especially in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. And so it's the perfect time to really be thinking about this. And so as far as that fourth trimester goes, how can we be taking care of ourselves? The biggest thing I say is create a ritual that includes renewal activities for you. And that is what I really prioritize for our clients and what our belly bind clients are committing to when they invest in book care with us is that accountability to show up for themselves. But, you know, we're also there as belly bind specialists to show up for them every other day for an hour saying, hey, I'm here to do your session and holding them accountable for prioritizing themselves. But ritualizing your fourth trimester has so much power in bringing that reverence to your healing and to your parenting journey. And so what does a ritual look like? Well, it's very roots. You know, we we come in and we help build that foundation for self-care. Every other day, we come to your home and we immerse you in this spa-like environment with body work, meditation, and wise woman connection, and then binding, physical support. That's an hour every day that a new mom is setting aside and saying, no, someone else can care for the baby for an hour. My baby will be okay with a loving caretaker for an hour while I do this for myself. And then by the time our our sessions are done. We see clients for a week, two weeks, or three weeks is our our max time with the client. And then after three weeks of that consistent support and ritual, they're able to easily carry it on. And, and throughout our time together, we're giving them tips on how to do self-massage or a self-stretching practice, incorporating and keeping a skincare routine in the morning and at night, even though you're sleep deprived, even though you're constantly at the beck and call of this tiny little boss, (laughs) you know, you can still find little joys, having tea, changing up the flavor of tea that you have in the morning or on your downtime, getting outside to take 10 minutes to soak up the sun and plant your feet in the earth. Anything that's simple like that, that can be a renewal activity, can be ritualized into your postpartum care. 
I love the ritual aspect of that. I think that's really beautiful. You mentioned something called Wise Women Connection. Can you explain what that is? I've never heard of that one. Oh, yeah. And that that's actually a universal postpartum pillar that is highlighted in Kimberly Ann Johnson's book, The Fourth Trimester, and is those pillars that our company, Belly Buying, really stands on, those five universal needs. So Wise Women Connection is having an experienced individual, and it doesn't have to be a, a woman, but just that wise connection to give you guidance through this challenging major shift in your life. And so oftentimes we lean into those wise connections for many things, right? Business mentors are wise connections and our parents as we go into adulthood or older siblings can be that wise connection giving us insight and and additional tips, right? So for, for new mothers and birthing people, it is so much about having experienced women, people coming in and and lending you those tips and, and additional support to make your journey that much easier. And all of our team members are postpartum doulas. We're trained in that separately. And then we and then we do an extensive training for belly binding specifically and immersing clients in that experience. So we all come with that knowledge of newborn care, of the hardships of recovery after birth, and even processing traumatic birth and non-traumatic births. I think that's so incredible. And I, I love that wise woman connection. I think that that's something that any challenge, any change in life, it is a lot easier to go through when you have someone by your side that you can turn to and have, you know, having that insight and that connection. So I think that there's something so powerful in that. I'm definitely going to have to read that book once I, you know, start thinking about kids a little bit more. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's really incredible. And I think something that's so important there too, is that focus on self-care that I think can take you beyond that postpartum journey, really just through your life. And I'd love to know in general, what are some self-care tips that you have? Um, you know, we're living in, unpre- I hate to say unprecedented times after two years of hearing it. I know. There may be precedented now, but, um, you know, living in maybe a stressful time, whether that's the the um, transition to parenthood, or it's just simply a pandemic or other things going on in the world. What are some self-care techniques that, that all of us can start to take on? Mm, that's a great question. I would say support, having a community. And I think in this day and age, even more so community is self-care because it keeps us sane. It, it makes us feel not alone and that what we're going through is not just unique to us. So for sure, support is helpful. And then taking time for yourself, right? So what does that look like? Whether that's reading a book or what I like to identify as renewal activities. So things that just give you a strong sense of self. So for me, that's listening to my favorite podcast sometimes. Other times it's getting my nails done, getting a massage. So whatever you identify as a renewal activity would be a great way to incorporate self-care. And I think self-care can be an overused term. I like saying self-love because then you're just like, oh, yeah, of course, I want to give myself love. (laughs) Self-care can be like, oh, yeah, I don't have time for that. I don't have time. But self-love, you're like, Oh, I, 
I should have time to give myself love. (laughs) And how do I do that? So I think just looking at it from that perspective is a great technique to identify what you need personally. I think that's great. And I love the idea of those renewal activities just to to refresh, to renew yourself in the in the concept of self-love. Because I do think with self-care, we have gotten down the route where sometimes this is beneficial, but we start to think of it as just the bubble baths and some of that. Right. Which, yes, exactly. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I love, you know, a relaxing night in. I love to pamper myself, but it doesn't always look that way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I would love to know too, because you, I mean, making the transition from not only being a doula, which is incredible in its own right, but then becoming a female founder, I think what an amazing transition. And I'd love to know what you've learned and what that, what that was like for you as a female founder in the wellness space. Oh, well, it is definitely an ebb and flow, especially as a female founder and a mom juggling um, all that that entails. But in the wellness space, I think it's just so important as a female founder to not get caught up in a lot of the masculine energy that comes around like creating a business, establishing a brand. And so for me, that's been my focus is just staying really centered in my feminine energy and not getting lost in the rat race and and just really staying laser focused on my why and who I'm doing this for, not just for my family and myself to have that flexibility to be at home with my kids, but also to really see a huge difference in how we support birthing people and and their recovery. So, but no, I think, yeah, just really finding that, and I don't like using the word balance, but finding that ebb and flow between the feminine and masculine energy as a female founder. You know, and we haven't really heard that before on the podcast, but it makes a lot of sense because, of course, the masculine, you need that for setting the goals and getting, you know, getting that to-do list done. But I think that there's so much more to it, especially with what you're doing, um, where you're truly nurturing the the people that are that are coming to your business. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm I'm head down, I'm doing admin stuff, I'm looking at numbers, and I'm growing and scaling products and things like that. And I have to lift my head up and breathe and be like, okay, let me connect with my womb, which I do womb meditations. And and this is one self-care technique that actually I would share with your community is I love just tuning into my womb and you don't have to be a mother or anything to do this for it to have such immense power in the morning or before I go to sleep, just laying my hands or when I need to take a pause from that masculine energy and just tune in. The womb space is a powerhouse of feminine energy. So I just like pause, breathe, place my hands on her and just like thank the universe for my power to create and birth things into this world whether it's physical babies or businesses so I love that I've never heard of that type of meditation before but how powerful that is to be able to to channel that energy yes it is you should do it yes absolutely I'm definitely going to try that and I'd love to know because you are a mom, you have little ones and you are running a business. And I sometimes I hate the question of how how do you handle it all, but would love to know any tips you have for any moms out there who are looking to start something in this next chapter and how, how to manage that ebb and flow a little bit. 
that's the key there is mindset. <laughs> Changing your mindset that you are not going to be able to do it all, all the time. There's no balancing, really. It is an ebb and flow. And you give and you get. <laughs> so I've always been a free spirit and I love spontaneity and flexibility, especially when it comes to just living life as a mom and as a business owner. However, I did have to shift that a bit when it came to really creating my business and being in the thick of motherhood, right? Having two mm -hmm. toddlers. And the way I did that is time blocking, <laughs> time blocking. I never thought I would be one of those people that's like, yep, I time block, <laughs> but I do. And it helps so much. I also, I loved writing in journals and like writing schedules down. However, I don't think I was busy enough <laughs> to do that for a while until I was a mom and I had a business I was running and now I live by my planner like if it's not on there and I and I have two planners I have one for my child my children's activities that's like right by my door and then I have my office one that's all my like business work related stuff personal stuff and then I have our shared family eye calendar that makes sure my husband's on the same page on what's going on and that I have an extra alarm so I don't forget. <laughs> so time blocking alarms. I set alarms for so many things now, just dinner prep to make sure that I stay on my timeline. And sometimes I don't stick to it. Most of the time I do. On days I need to be most productive, I do. Also waking up earlier. Gosh, I wake up at 5 a.m. most days so that I can really have a smooth flow of the day. And then other times I'll sleep in till 7.30. That's sleeping in for me, 7.30. <laughs> and rush my kids to school panicked and like, okay, but we did it. So it just, it's an ebb and flow for sure. I love that though. And I, I never thought I'd be a time blocker either, but I have found it to be so beneficial because I am so much like, like I'm like the squirrel and I see something and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to answer this email. But I have this other thing going on and I will not get any of it done instead unless I have a really solid plan or it's in my planner and it's written down. Otherwise, it's like not going to happen or I'm going to get distracted by something for sure. Yeah. And that's funny you say that, Valerie. Like, it's squirrel. Yeah. Because <laughs> and, uh, even though I do pretty good with my time blocking, sometimes when I have so many moving elements, I do, I'm like, okay, I need to go over here and do this. Oh, and then I also need to work on this. And then an email pops up. And my therapist was actually telling me, um, why don't you just start writing all those things down as they pop up mm -hmm. so that you're not feeling anxious and like running from this thing to that thing. And so for the last two weeks, I've actually been, anytime an email pops up or a message, I'll quickly write down, I always keep a paper next to me, I quickly write down, respond back to this person, mm -hmm. uh, check this email. So that I'm not doing it in that moment. I'm staying laser focused on what I've time blocked that time for, right? And then I can get back to it without being forgetful and say, oh my gosh, I forgot to get to that. <laughs> yes. I, I have Siri remind me things all the time because I have like a weird thought at a weird time and it's not the time to be doing whatever the thing is. But I find those reminders to be so, so helpful to kind of stay in the moment a little bit more. Oh, I need to use Siri more. That's a good idea. Yeah, like if I my hand from writing. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, if I don't have a pen and paper nearby, sometimes I'll just yell to Siri and I'm afraid I'm going to wake her up right now, so I won't. <laughs> yeah. but, but I'll tell her, hey, can you remind me in an hour that I need to do this or I need to respond to so-and-so or whatever, that that I will get back to it. But just to, to kind of remind me when, when I can't, or if I'm driving, it's a really helpful thing too. Cause I don't know about you. I get so many thoughts in my head when I'm driving that you can't really write it down. You can't really do anything, but if you just, you know, hands-free tell her, Hey, can you remind me this when, when we get home? It's so helpful. Oh my gosh. Yes. I am a driver and idea haver. Yes. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. One of my mentors is um, Sarah Blakely. Now, she doesn't know she's my mentor, but (laughs) she is my mentor. I look up to her so much, and that's the owner and founder of Spanx. Mm -hmm. And she says that she actually, her staff, her team know that in the morning, she just drives around because that's when she has her best ideas. And I'm like, yes, that's me. That makes so much sense. I, I love that. I had never heard that before, but I mean, that's so true that I think it puts our brain in a different state a little bit where we're maybe we're a little bit more receptive to it, maybe because we're not really distracted by other things. Yeah, well, I, I did a hypnobirthing training as a doula, and one of the things that the main educator had shared was when we drive, we're kind of in a hypnotic state, like, yeah. especially for us older, experienced drivers, we <laughs> We know what we're doing. You know, it's second nature. So our, our thoughts are able to wander a little more. That, that makes a lot of sense. And it's a little bit scary to think about. But, <laughs> but I mean, you're so right. It's definitely, I mean, I don't know how many times, and this is very dangerous. So listeners who have been in the car with me, I apologize. But how many times you've, <laughs> you've driven somewhere and you're like, when did I get here? You know? yeah yeah it's just kind of like you but you you're totally aware of what you're doing and that's what people who are under hypnosis they're they're aware uh especially for hypnobirthing clients like they're fully in control of their body they're aware but it's just like they're oh what's the word i'm looking for impressionable Mm -hmm. or so you're you're alert without having to be hyper vigilant alert. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Now, I'd also just I'd love to know for Bellybind, uh, what's next for the organization? What are you looking to bring in? Well, we've got some pretty exciting things happening. I can't talk about too much, but <laughs> some amazing opportunities, and I am just excited to grow nationwide for in-home services we're global we're global with virtual support and all of our like products but for in-home our goal our mission is to have over 300 500 team members nationwide who are available to go in home and provide our signature experience for birthing families that's incredible. I can't wait to I can't wait to see that growth and I'm so excited to see the other opportunities coming up as well. Yes, thank you. <laughs> of course. I would love to switch gears a little bit. I'm definitely going to ask you to share where where listeners can find you and connect and also a little bit more about your book. But before we do that, I'd love for the listeners to get to know you a little bit more with just a few of our rapid fire questions. Okay. Awesome. Now, 
as a doula, what would you say is your top wellness tip? Well, I've talked a lot about this, so I'm going to stick with the renewal activities. <laughs> I love that. I, I think that's so powerful and to, to really be thinking of them in those terms and that they can look different for all of us. Mm-hmm. Now, on a completely separate note, where is your favorite travel destination? Ooh, uh, I, I got to say anything that is near a beach and remote and warm. <laughs> um, I really love like the Cayman Islands and uh, Puerto Vallarta. So things like that get me in the sun. Yeah. And we're coming up to that time of the year too. Absolutely. And I'm from, I live in Arizona now. I'm originally from California. So I am a sunbather by nature. <laughs> I love that. I'm a Floridian, but I burn very easily when I go out. Oh, no. <laughs> But I'm trying. I'm spending little bits of time here and there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, My kids are, I have to watch my kids more because they're mixed race like me and they got their pale side more <laughs> from their dad. And I'm like, gosh, I really have to make sure you don't burn in the sun. I don't have to worry about that as much. Yeah. Oh, that is too funny. <laughs> now, if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Oh, okay. What animal would I be? Oh, I would say maybe a bear. I fear I feel like I'm a mama bear so much. And my son, we always call him Coda Bear. Oh. So I would be a bear. I'm a mama bear, but also we not in the wild, but the little cubs are so cuddly and cute. I love that kind of element because I am such a a friendly, caring kind of person. Like, yes, come in, let's hug. I'm a hugger. So yeah, a bear, but I I can also be fierce. I can be very fierce if I need to protect or feel like I'm in danger. So I love that because they're always protecting their cubs too. That's the number yeah. one. And um, yeah, I love I love bears. I think that's a great answer. Thank you. Now, if you could master a totally new skill, what would that be? Oh, a totally new skill. I would love to learn how to fly an airplane. Ooh. Take me wherever I want to go. <laughs> yeah, that is that is awesome. Uh, that, what a great answer. Thank you. Yeah. It was fun. I always admire the pilots when I'm traveling. Like, it it really is such a cool job. My dad was a was an airline pilot until the he retired during the pandemic. But um, oh no way! Yeah, and it's um it's one of those things. I mean, the people that do it, it's the thing you've been dreaming of since you were a kid, and just such a cool. You know, they really love it, and yeah, he still he'll talk to some of my friends sometimes when they're nervous to to get on an airplane, um to kind of talk oh. them through it. Uh, but it's it it really is so cool. I, I have a lot of admiration too. Anytime I'm on a flight. Oh, I love that. Yeah, my dad was retired Air Force, so he worked on the planes. He never flew, but uh, I always love going to the the Air Force mm-hmm. um, airplane museums and climbing in there. And so I think that's where it stems from, my love for it. That's amazing. How cool. And thank you to your father as well for his service. Yeah. And finally, what's next on your bucket list? I know we talked a little bit about what's next for Bellybind, but this can be personal or business, whatever you would like. Uh, next on my bucket list is in the process of purchasing our first home. So that's very exciting. And I would add hopefully baby number three. <laughs> <laughs> 
would be great. My kids really want another one. So that's amazing. And that's so exciting too on the new home. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, to bring new life into the world too. And with, with the experience you have, I mean, that's that's probably so impactful with your own pregnancy and postpartum experience too. Oh, yeah, for sure. And my son, I uh, was able to do a vaginal birth after C-section, oh, wow. which was so empowering. And I felt like, yes, okay. Like, I knew I could do it if my baby cooperated with me. Because <laughs> my daughter was just like not trying to come down the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we ended up in a C-section. So with my third, I was just telling my kids the other day, like, well, if we have another one, I really think I might be able to get my home birth I'm wanting. And <sighs> you guys could around for that. That is so cool. Well, I I wish yeah. you the best of luck with everything. That's that's so incredible. And I I just love everything you're doing with Bellybind too and how you're helping new parents into this next step of life because I think we really do tend to ignore that part of the journey in that fourth trimester. So I think the work you're doing is really really helping people. Thank you. Yes, and that's our goal, our mission is to radically enhance postpartum recovery care and to, in doing so, really hopefully put a dent in the postpartum mood and anxiety disorders, but also to further help cancel snapback culture. Like you don't have to bounce back to this old version of yourself that you can actually glow forward to, to reinvent yourself and be a better version of you. I love that. That's so beautiful. And something that we all need to remember that you're right. It's not about bouncing back. It's a new stage of life. So rather kind of moving into that new stage in a positive way and in an empowered way. So I, I just absolutely love all of that. Before I let you go, let our listeners know, uh, I'd love to know a little bit more about your book, where they can find it, and a little bit more about how they can find you and connect as well. Yeah, absolutely. So my book is available on Amazon. It's an ebook for now, but I am in the process of making it um, a hard copy too. It's called Belly Binding, A Simple Postpartum Ritual to Reclaim Your Body and Heal Your Spirit. Everything that we talked about today (laughs) is really in the book and I dive even deeper on how to prepare for those kind of postpartum I wish I knew before I was postpartum stuff and how belly binding really comes alongside all of that to support you so it's a great read I share little bits about myself as well in it um, some great imagery as well. So yeah, you can find that on Amazon. And then as far as our company, you can check us out at bellybine.com. It's belly with an I, B-E-L-L-I bind.com. And it's the same for our social platforms at Bellybind on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. That's how you can find us. Um, if anyone wants to reach out directly, I am totally open to that. And you can always email us at hello at billybind.com. Perfect. I'm going to make sure to link all of that in the show notes so that listeners can find you and connect and definitely to check out your book as well. I think that's so powerful and what what a great service again that you're offering for, for new parents. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your story with us today. Absolutely, Valerie. Thank you so much for creating this platform and sharing me with your beautiful community.
As someone who isn't a mom yet, I really loved learning about the practice of belly binding, which was something I knew nothing about prior to this conversation, and how it can help us heal after birth. This is now something I really want to look into when I start thinking about having my own kids someday. I think the renewal activities that Princess talked about are so incredibly powerful and something we should all be making the time to prioritize, whether we're new parents or not. If you have someone in your life who's recently given birth or is currently pregnant, be sure to share this episode with them. Princess shares so many great tips and resources, and your friends will surely benefit from that as well. So I have also linked Princess's information and her book in the show notes. Be sure to check out her website and learn more. Now, I am still struggling with laryngitis. My voice has been going in and out today. I sound okay right now, but it's been a little bit hit or miss. So we're going to skip this week's Ask Me Anything question again in the interest of saving my voice. But if you do have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, please send it my way at Valerie at wellnessandwanderlust.net or on Instagram at wellnessandwanderlustblog. I've answered questions about career, reality TV, travel, wellness, and I'm really open to whatever you send my way within reason, of course. As always, I want to thank you for being a part of this journey with me and for tuning into this week's episode. If you have a topic you'd like us to explore, don't hesitate to reach out to me. One of the best ways that you can lend your support to the show, as I say from week to week, and as I'm sure your favorite podcasters say all the time as well, is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show better and shows potential listeners what people think about the shows. It takes just a few minutes out of your day and it makes a huge difference. So please, if you find yourself tuning in from week to week, I would love to hear your thoughts. I hope you all have a fantastic day, stay healthy, and I cannot wait to see you next week.